The Electric Rodeo is an adult toy megastore podcast about sex, toys, pleasure and relationships. It contains adult themes, adult language and probably too much information about our sex lives. Sorry, Sorry Mum. <laughs> Kia ora everyone, welcome back to The Electric Rodeo. I'm your host, Emmy Hewitt. And I may or may not be wearing a butt plug right now. <laughs> Tash Bull. <laughs> Tash Bull, are you wearing a butt plug right now? I'm not. Oh, sad face. You just hear like a low humming in the background. No, no, no. That's just my phone going off. That's Don't just worry the about wires, it. babe. <laughs> <laughs> and today on the Electric Radio, we are actually talking about sex toys. Oh my God, unheard of. Mm. A sex toy store podcast talking about sex toys. Can you imagine? <laughs> in saying that, we are at episode six and it is actually the first one that we have devoted fully to sex toys. Yeah, so. good on us. We're devoted people. We're devoted to the sex toys. What can we say? It feels right. It feels right. It you feels know correct. what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean, yes. Today on the Electric Radio, we are talking about sex toys and more specifically, sex toy myths. And there are a lot. There are so many, these pesky little myths just mm. pervasive. They're everywhere you look. Well, they're not, they're, but you know, there's a lot of them and it's time to <laughs> turn them off. Time to sort it out. I mean, <laughs> I like certain myths, you know, Greek mythology, big fan, sex toy myth, not a fan, not when it gets in the way of pleasure. So on that, let's talk about why we think there are so many of these little sex toy masks. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Great. <laughs> so I think that generally we live in like a sex negative society. Like Absolutely. there is a lot of erotophobia. There is a lot of people just afraid of sex and sexuality and mm-hmm. they don't know what to do with that. It's 2023, my friends. It is. And I feel like if you are living any sexual lifestyle that is not just P and V sex in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. It's still considered a little bit weird. It is. Or a yeah. little bit kinky. Not not co-signed by everyone, yeah. unfortunately. And like depending on how religious your upbringing is, of course, there's also probably going to be some shame around sex. Yeah. And it's like all of this stuff just really makes it difficult for actual conversations around sex to happen. Yeah. And so sex becomes hard to talk about. When you can't talk about it, all you know is the myths. Yes, absolutely. And I think part of it is definitely because of purity culture, like definitely coming from religious upbringing and that sort of thing. But also it's to do with women and people not wanting us to kind of go out there, experience, learn pleasure for ourselves God and then kind of <laughs> realise that there's a little bit more to it than just PMV with minimal foreplay. So on that note, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really depressing and it kind of is yeah. and I don't want it to be. So let's look at some of these myths and why they exist. The first myth we're going to talk about is sex toys are only for single people or, you know, specifically single lonely people because they can't find a partner. No. (laughs) I'm not having it. That is not the case. Sex toys are for everyone, especially people in a relationship. No, sex toys are for everyone, full stop. They really are. And it's not like, it's kind of like the idea of like, second tier sex so Mm -hmm. like sex with a partner number Mm -hmm. one sex by yourself considered number two for some reason ridiculous I can get myself off better than a lot of other people can yeah like absolutely I think they're equal like they offer different things I mean we've all got hobbies like we've got things we enjoy doing by ourselves and mm. things we enjoy doing with other people 
I'd go to see a movie by myself or with other people. It's great both ways, but it's a little bit different each way. Yes, it's like, I just don't think that we should look at sex toys as just something for solo people as well. Because there's also, I think in relationships, there can be a lot of pressure on the other person to be the person that gives you pleasure and brings you to orgasm. Totally, And that's actually not their responsibility. Like Mm. your pleasure is your own responsibility. Absolutely. And of course, if you have a partner, that's something that you get to explore and experiment with together. And of course, it's amazing if they can give you all of this pleasure. But learning about what gives you pleasure and like putting in a little bit of like the initial work to figure things out Mm. is something that really you should be doing. And toys are a great tool for that obviously absolutely I think it's just a good facet for being able to get further into masturbation and understanding yourself and what you like it just really shouldn't matter whether it's you or a toy or another person really in my opinion yeah I think with this specific myth where it's you know only for single people it's the same toxic mindset of equating a sex toy to a partner or to another person which is something we'll get into a bit later I think but They're not the same thing. They're not. They're just not the same thing. Number one, they look very different. (laughs) (laughs) Feels different. Yeah, some of them need to be plugged in. uh, (laughs) My my last boyfriend didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So myth number two is the idea that using penetrative toys will make you loose. I can't. I know. And I do believe um, we actually need to blame Lucy LaDuca for this one. Uh, Let loose. I said let loose. If you're not a Rue fan, that's going to be really awkward for you to listen to. But trust us, we're not trench. We are cool. And that is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> but this one is so stupid because these are muscles. Like, as humans, we have muscles. And muscles stretch mm-hmm. and then they contract again. Mm-hmm. And that's good. And that's how it should work because anything going inside your body, you do need to open up for and then contract closed again. And like this is why anal training kits exist, for yes. example. Yeah. Like you're not just going to dive in and put something huge inside your body. Like you train yourself up to be able to both receive but also to contract again mm-hmm. once you're done using that or playing with whoever you're playing with or whatever you're playing with. Mm-hmm. Like these are muscles. That's what they do. Literally. And especially like if you're talking more specifically about vulvas – Like, I think, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure there's something bigger that comes out specifically of a vulva at a certain point in the life, typically, that will probably do a lot more stretching than, you know, a handy little dildo. Even (laughs) even a very girthy one, like, you know, the King Coke cans ones. Like, it's just not going to do that. Our bodies are, vulvas specifically as well, they're made to stretch and then contract. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, so it's like, I think that people... I don't like it at all. But I think there is maybe some people have gone, oh, yeah, but like when she's like really aroused, you know, it mm. feels loose. And it's just like, yeah, dude, that is called cervical tenting. Mm. And that is literally what your body does when you become aroused. Your muscles will draw back and there'll be more depth in your vagina. Yeah. And that's because your cervix is pulling back up to allow more room into the body for penetration. So if that's happening, that it's actually means thing. the person that you were playing with is super aroused and they're into you. Like, that is a very good thing. You should be stoked to be there. On a biological level, their body is welcoming you it's into the fold. Like, ooh, the folds, if you will. <laughs> into the folds. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, yeah. yeah, this one has to go. Also, if someone has a really tight vagina, that can actually be a sign that there's issues going on with pelvic floor overactivity. And that yeah. person may actually be in pain because of it. So... Tight or loose, not a thing, mm. got to go. Yeah, absolutely. 
The next myth, which even just reading it on the paper, I'm just like, every single one of these, I'm like, are we being serious right now? (laughs) Myth number three, you will become addicted to your vibrator and not be able to orgasm without one. I actually do, unfortunately, like in, you know, Facebook and on Reddit and certain groups for women. You do see people where they're talking about sex toys and they're like, I'm really worried that I won't be able to orgasm without one. And I think, is that just like a myth that was created to try and stop us from using toys? That is honestly what it feels like to me. And it's like, look, our bodies, yes, they become accustomed to a particular type of sensation. So when your body experiences pleasure in a particular way, especially if that is a repetitive way of doing it, it does create a neural pathway in your brain, which says this is a fast way to pleasure. But that can happen from sex positions, that can happen from a type of touching or like oral sex or something like that. It's not dependent on a vibrator. This can happen in any kind of situation and the thing is number one it's not an addiction it's more of a dependency because you're teaching your body that that's a fast way to orgasm so your body wants to do that but just start mixing it up Mm. like if you are using something you got a great toy that you love and you do want to use it over and over again Mm. just change the settings from time to time because it does the same thing as using a different toy Mm. you just your bodies are amazing but they do want the fastest way for that bit of pleasure and that bit of like release so you need to train your body to experience different ways of pleasure and say hey this is pleasurable for me this is pleasurable for me and this is pleasurable for me because if you get it in your head as well that you're addicted to your vibrator, yeah, you're telling you your brain that yeah. exactly. If you're constantly going, oh, I can't. Like, if you're having sex with someone else and you're like, oh, I can't have an orgasm without using my vibrator anymore, you're telling your brain that, and yeah. you're stressing yourself out. Yeah. And stress is a huge libido killer. Like, you're probably not going to have an orgasm that will if you're also super make stressed. It very difficult. Exactly. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And yeah, I think my concern there is like, are you worried about this, or have you? got a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend or a partner that has told you that this is something that's going to happen. Yeah. Because, I don't know, from what I've heard anecdotally from people, and I do get asked about this quite often, Mm. is like, is that a thing? Can that really happen? And I'm like, sit down with me. Who told you this? (laughs) Who told you this? Where do they live? I just want to have a chat. (laughs) Bring them on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Do you get calls about this, like all questions about this from customers? I think maybe once I have had someone ask us that, but otherwise not really, thankfully. It's more something that I kind of see on kind of community pages, like I said, on Girl Related After Dark, which is a Facebook group in New Zealand, or, you know, just on any kind of general Reddit feed. But no, I mean, I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone who said that they're addicted to a toy. Like, I think anecdotally you can have people say like oh I love this I can't get Mm. enough of it but I like in terms of like a tangible like referring to it as an addiction like absolutely not I mean I'm a lazy person when it comes to (laughs) masturbating well and also I love toys toys are amazing Mm. that's why I'm here this is my job I'm very happy about it but you know if I haven't charged any of my 30 (laughs) toys all the time happens all the time every single time my boyfriend will tell you (laughs) I literally on the weekend I had to stop sex maybe (laughs) three times we were having sex on the couch I went (laughs) to the bedside table picked up a toy and then I was like this might be dead I turned it on and then we started having sex I was like nah she's dead get up off the couch I did it three different toys blessing me so patient but yeah even if that kind of happens and I gotta go manual mode it is not a problem it takes more time absolutely because again like you said I've trained my brain Mm. to just be like oh yeah vibration sexy let's get it come in yeah 
but it's not a problem and it's still absolutely doable and it's really nice it's a different form of pleasure that I really enjoy I think it's fun to like mix it up like yes Love a strong toy. Love a strong toy. Also love like a slow little glass toy, you know? Like completely, completely different type of stimulation. Yeah. One is fast. One is slow because it's dependent on what you're doing with it. (laughs) (laughs) And generally not that much. Feels good just kind of lying back and (laughs) having it there. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all good. It's all exploration. Please don't ever think that you're not going to be able to experience other forms of pleasure because you are. On that note, let's dive into myth number four, which is the idea that women will replace their boyfriends with sex toys. I mean, you got to be a pretty shit boyfriend. This is what I'm saying. For someone to replace you with a sex toy. Because the sex toy only does one thing. It only has one purpose. So that means that in every other area of your relationship, you are mm. bringing literally nothing to the table to get dumped for a vibrator. So if that happens, that's on you. Like, take a hard look at yourself Absolutely. and how you're acting. Absolutely. It's just the most ridiculous thing ever. Sex is important. And not having a good sexual relationship with your partner or mismatched libidos and that sort of thing, that can be deal breakers for people and that is absolutely valid. But I, I'm sorry, if you're like walking around being like, I got replaced by a vibrator, take a good yeah. look at yourself. Because there must be something going on behind the scenes as well. Oh, honestly. I mean, anyone who's kind of saying that is not really someone I'd be interested no. in dating because I feel like they jump to very weird conclusions. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like that in a partner. And lean into these sex toy myths that we just won't stand no, for. No, <laughs> Greek mythology or nothing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, like, sex toys are tools yeah. in, like, a toolkit. <laughs> Of what else can I? What is another of like pleasure? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like you said, these are forms of stimulation that a human body Mm. can't provide. But they're not. It's not the only form. Like it's crazy to me that people would even think that that is going to happen to you. These are teammates. Yeah, absolutely. Play together. (laughs) Play as a team. I'm a team player. Yeah. And closely linked with that one is myth number five. You shouldn't need a sex toy. You have me. Get a fucking grip. Yeah, leave it at that. Moving swiftly onwards from that one. Myth number six (laughs) is that a vibrator can damage your nerve endings, causing desensitization. This one's hard, I think, because the use of the word desensitization, maybe just because it's a big word, I don't know. This one seems to hold more salt to some people. Like I I see a lot more people concerned about this. Yeah, I see stuff about this all the time. But have you noticed that it only ever seems to be in reference to toys for a vulva or a vagina, but never a penis vibrator? So again, I think we've got a little bit of like, uh oh, female pleasure. What are we going to do? Yeah, I mean, there's no science to back this, is there? No, there's not. It's basically the same as like overusing any part of your body. Like if you sit on something, like if you sit on your leg in a particular way, it yeah. goes numb after a while. Sure. So yes. If you overuse the nerve endings on your body, on your clitoris or your penis. In a single session. In a single session. You might start to feel a little bit numb because your nerve endings become overwhelmed. This is temporary. This is not permanent. There is no research to suggest that it can do any permanent damage. Literally within like 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to be completely back to normal. Just like you would if you had pins and needles or something in your hand. Like it feels a little funny and then it goes away. That's actually something I've experienced more so with a partner than with a toy. I have experienced with a toy like, and they're both the exact same scenario. When I was younger, one of my boyfriends, and then, you know, it could be the same scenario with a classic vibrator, where 
if I'm using it for too long, I'm not saying I'm using my boyfriend, but if you're like <laughs> doing the same motion for too long and, you know, especially in kind of those days when I was younger, I thought it was more about trying to achieve orgasm. Yeah, they right, thought right. it was very much about trying to achieve orgasm and we weren't living in the moment. Mm. That kind of led to it going on for a bit longer and then I would get overly sensitive and then I just wouldn't feel nice. And that's happened with my toys as well. Yeah. Like sometimes when... I've used a toy for too long and then if I've got like a rumbly one and then it's like I just simply can't get there and then it kind of goes a bit numb. But it's mm. just in that one session yeah. and it's fine. It still works. We're still in business. Exactly. And that's it. And like I think we forget as well, there are so many toys that don't vibrate. <laughs> and this is like going back to the idea of like mixing things up from mm. time to time as well. Like use a glass toy or a silicon toy, like a stroking toy a uh, grinding toy. These mm. are like a new thing that's really cool, super soft and squishy, and you can kind of rub on them no matter what kind of body part you have got. Unisex. Unisex. And like it's just this whole thing Like we don't have to be using the most powerful, huge, enormous toys all the time. I probably will because that's what <laughs> I'm into. But that's not for everyone and that's fine. Yeah. You know, like we don't have to always go for like the biggest, strongest thing in the world. So if you're worried about it and you've experienced this temporary numbness, which like you've said has happened to me with a partner's tongue multiple mm. times. Like yeah. I'm just like, yeah. it's just, it's not going to happen. I'm starting to feel a bit numb. Like let's just switch it up a bit. Exactly. And, exa and it's exactly that. So if it happened to you with a partner, you would just be like, let's switch it up. Same with your sex toys. Yeah. Stop using it. Yeah. It's fine. Put it back on charge, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Straight <laughs> back on the charger, for the love of God. <laughs> for the love of God, just <laughs> plug it in once in your life, Natasha. I feel like I'm going to have to start sending you like alerts like every second day, like, hey, babes, just letting you know, <laughs> charge your toys today. As the season goes on, I have a feeling anything to do with the like bucket list toys, you're going to be like, have you done this yet? I'd be like, nah, haven't charged it. <laughs> just sitting in the box went to get it out when we were having sex and I was in the moon wasn't charged too late too late yeah. you gotta plug them in as soon as you get your boxes home this is a this is a PSA for everyone put it on charge absolutely and the last myth and a very good one to talk about probably kind of one of the more realistic ones that it's good to discuss is that people expect sex toys to guarantee an orgasm mm. they're fantastic but they are not actually magical and there is no guarantee that a sex toy can make you orgasm although a few of them will absolutely love to tell you that they can they can't that's looking at you woman over <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed orgasms under two minutes <sighs> don't say that because it just adds pressure to people it makes them feel like they're the problem yeah if they don't happen to have an orgasm yeah. in under two minutes then suddenly they're weird yeah you're not weird the marketing team behind the toy <laughs> should not be making big claims like this because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard because it kind of takes the fun out of a great thing. Like if you look at the reviews on our website, we've got thousands of reviews mm. for the Satisfyer Pro 2 yeah. Gen 2. Every once in a while you'll kind of see one that it's just like didn't work for me. Everyone said it's amazing. I don't understand it. There's nothing wrong with that person. Their experience is absolutely valid. Unfortunately, that type of stimulation and that type of toy simply doesn't work for them. And, you know, while they're a great tool, that's just not the expectation that we need to put on them because that, again, just creates more stress and people can internalise mm. that and put that on themselves, which is just no fun. We yeah. want sex to be fun and calm. We do. And I think well, it's not necessarily calm. Sometimes not calm. Calm if you want it to be calm. Wild <laughs> if you want it to be wild. Yeehaw. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I think it's a hard one as well because I know that so many people that struggle to have an orgasm mm -hmm. do turn to toys a lot of the time. Yeah. And it is 
usually one of the first things that people recommend and I do as well because a lot of them can work for people but it's always a can and it's always a might and it's always a this may work for you because nothing is guaranteed and unfortunately because there are so many different types of toys with so many different types of stimulation sometimes you have to try a few before you do find one that works like I remember when suction toys first came out and it was like a fucking whirlwind of pleasure that I had never experienced and I was so into it and then talking to someone else and they were like, nah, don't get it. And I was like, oh, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and that was such a bad response to have. And I've le- this was years ago. Yeah. And I've learned like We've so learned. much more yeah. since then. But it's just, it's just not going to be the case. Like, yes, there are popular toys. You've already mentioned the SP2. It does work for a lot of people. Yeah. And it is a great tool for a lot of people. It, it, it can't be promised. Yeah. I think the, the mindset to adopt both with sex toys and in your sex life, is that it's about the journey, not the destination. Oh, my God, it's so like, beautiful. <laughs> absolutely, and I completely understand aspiring to orgasm, especially if you're someone who hasn't experienced that. But the best way to get there is to be present and mm-hmm. be present on the journey and the build-up and feeling all of that. And then when you're really, truly doing that and you're relaxed and you're enjoying the sensations, that's when you're most likely to Find the climax. <laughs> oh, my God. Find the climax. I blanked. I'm so sorry. Let's pretend I said something much nicer. I'm going to make a T-shirt with a compass on it that find says the find the climax. <laughs> this is the new find the clit. <laughs> we yes. found it. Now we find the climax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step one, <laughs> clit. Step two, climax. Fantastic. <laughs> so because I think we want to end on – a positive note because yes. look look have we been a little bit scathing about these myths yes absolutely and some of them are <laughs> extremely deserving of that scorn mm. but how have toys actually benefited your sex life tash how have sex toys benefited my sex life so well i think um yeah specific to my sex life um i love having toys to play with with my partner i think it takes a lot of the stress off of both of us and that expectation that it's his job Mm. to make me come. Absolutely not. I like that it takes that pressure off. I like that, you know, sometimes you can just let nut one out quite quickly. I think it just makes it a whole lot better. Like you say, it's, it's a teammate, it's a team Mm. sport, et cetera. So yeah, I, I love them so much. We use them just about every single time we have sex. Yeah. Um, And that's because (laughs) you can come a whole lot more. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, very much the same for me. So, like, we use them pretty much every time as well. And I think that they are just so funny. (laughs) Funny? (laughs) Yeah. I've always just found sex toys, like, really fun and funny. Like, I'm an excitable person, I think. And so when things that are new and different come in, I will get very excited about it. And that adds joy to my sex life but also my just my life like I'm very aware that like the sex toy thing has become a very big part of my personality and like who I am yeah (laughs) so it's a source of joy for me I love looking at them as objects as well hey Emily Bear um (laughs) so I love beautiful things I like to there are toys that I have that I will not use but I will have out because they are gorge Anything like a moon or like a star shape. Oh, the little cloud yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. So like, you know, like I love them as objects, but 
They've also obviously amazing things for the sex life. I think because I've gone through issues with like pain and stuff as well, mm. it's been like a huge source of relief there yeah. um, because they're very helpful to use and kind of like aid me during partner sex when that used to be at times a painful thing. Mm. Now there's like quite a few tools and toys and stuff that we have now so that it's not, which is really cool. So because of like sexual pain and stuff, I've also gone through phases where I've just not really felt like having sex. So it's been like a great thing for Jay to have all of these tools at his disposal to be able to use them and stuff when I don't want to, or if I feel like having an orgasm, but I don't feel like having sex, which right. is also a frequent thing. So you don't, when you don't feel like having penetrative sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even like partner play, like there are times when it's just like, I just kind of, I just want to sit here with my vibrator and yeah. just, it's going to take me like one minute and it's all I need. That like, is you know such what a I good mean? point. I didn't even think of that, like, especially like. Like sometimes when I'm on my period, George isn't a fan of period sex. Right. More so just because of like the cleanup involved. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're both just quite lazy. It takes more time. Like chucking down towels, yeah. having to wash the towels afterwards, yeah. having to wash ourselves, <laughs> like just that sort of thing. Having toys it's actually such a good opportunity for exploration and when you take P and V sex out of it and then you just you're there with someone else with toys. World's your oyster, baby. Oh, yeah. It's actually so much fun. It like is. I find myself after those kind of sessions where we're not doing any PMV sex, I find myself afterwards feeling a lot more enriched a lot of the time because yeah, right. I'm like, look at us, we're mixing it up. Yeah. And like you just, yeah, it's a new level of intimacy, which is really enjoyable. Yeah, it is. It is. It's super fun. Yeah. We've called them tools throughout this whole thing and like kind of are, like it's so cheesy. Yeah. Like I know that people, <laughs> there's been these phases of sex toys where people have been like, I don't want to call them toys because there's so much more than that. They're a wellness product and they're this. And so that's like calling them wellness products and tools and stuff. And I'm like, yes, it's a tool. It's it's a toy. It's fun. It's good for adults to play and mm. have play in yeah. our lives and find joy and do all of these things. So call them what you want, but just enjoy them. Please don't be stressed out about these myths please don't feel shame because other people are projecting yeah. these myths and these untruths onto you you can trust me and Tash always trust us okay we know <laughs> we'll project <laughs> trust anything we project onto yeah, you absolutely because yeah. it's all fun sex positive sex stuff yeah and, and who doesn't want that that's what you're here for <laughs> and that's why we love you <laughs> So we will be back next week with another episode on yeah. the Electric Radio. Thanks for being here again, Tosh. No worries. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Who'd have thought, eh? You've been listening to the Electric Radio podcast by Adult Toy Megastore. Follow Electric Radio free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And to keep up to date with our bucket list progress, follow at Electric Rodeo Podcast on Instagram. Electric Rodeo.